When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's the editor of the National Review. His columns are really great, often syndicated right here in the New York Post, Politico, NBC. He does it all. And yes, for a while there, a frequent panel member on my last guest panel, Meet the Press, Chuck Todd, Rich Lowry. Good morning, Rich. Hey, how's it going? Chuck was just on. He said hello. (laughs) So I, I missed it. What's his prognosis? Well, um, you never really know. He, he, he made it sound like what he said was incumbents always have a difficult time winning again. So I, I kind of got the feeling he wanted to say Republicans were going to do well, but he couldn't say it. So in all seriousness, I, I really have no idea how he feels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he is one of the more you, you get him, uh, you know, in between segments. He is so astute and about so many things. I, I know, you know, both sides kind of give him a hard time, but politics, you know, the way I, I um, follow baseball, you know, it's it's a passion that not just, uh, you know, it's, it's it's for him, it's not just a job, it's a passion. And yeah. he follows this stuff obsessively and knows a lot about it. C- clearly, I mean, th- this race is, is trending Republican. Every single sign we see is that, you know, these um, key races have, have tightened up. Oz has gotten much closer to Fetterman. The overall um, polls show people are more concerned about the economy and inflation than anything else. Republicans have a big, big lead on that. So it would just be shocking if it's not a pretty big Republican night. Though you say that these races are getting closer, and they are, uh, but they're losing. I mean, the truth is Herschel's, I believe, losing right now to Warnock. And Kelly is winning big in Arizona. And Nevada's Democrat is winning big. And Oz is still losing to Fetterman. So even though, like Zeldin here in New York, they are gaining ground and they've cut into the lead with 20-something days away and they're still losing. Yeah. So, well, the exception of that would be Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. Looks like he's pretty comfortable there. So you got the the four key races to look look at, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Nevada. And Nevada is also looking really good. So Republicans win Wisconsin and Nevada, which I very much expect. Then you need to win one of Georgia and uh, or Pennsylvania. And I just I think they're going to do that. I, th- I think both are basically toss up races now. And at the end of the day, in, in this environment, toss ups are probably going to tilt more Republican than Democrat. So you're right. Oz is not led in any poll, any public poll in, in that race. But, you know, it's a two point race with a lot still to go, especially this important debate. And Fetterman, you know, has serious health issues. It was bizarre over the last week. You had this NBC reporter conducts this interview with him with uh, live captioning on a laptop so so he can read what she's saying. And he sounded OK. You know, he messed up some words. But then the reporter says afterwards when they when they didn't have that closed captioning, when they're just she just came in and said, hello, it's clear he had zero idea what she was saying. And then she swarmed like every other journalist in America. How, how dare you? How can you say this? Don't you know what team you're on? But, you know, that, that debate could be rocky for him. And he's way out left. And, and both Fetterman and Barnes, um, Mandela Barnes up in Wisconsin have been killed by the crime issue. 
it's I, I think it's almost put that race away for Johnson and Wisconsin, and it's what what's you know made a ten point swing happen in Pennsylvania. Yeah, there's no doubt he is one of the worst when it comes to that betterment. I mean, I go back to the Virginia race when McAuliffe lost, and that's because of course he went after parents parents of kids mm-hmm. in school that yep. was ridiculous. So when Fetterman comes out a couple of weeks ago and literally says that he's okay with putting murderers back on the street, yep. to me, that's a McAuliffe moment. It's got to be. Yep. yep. No, that, that's, his, that's his position. And, you know, both Fetterman and Barnes, they were all in on Black Lives Matter. Uh, after the George Floyd killing, they thought you'd just say anything, take, take any radical position out on crime. And it wasn't true. You know, they misread the moment because, you know, everyone in America on the center left misread the moment. You know, every corporation in America misread the moment and people weren't ready to give up on the police. They weren't ready to conclude that America is a horrible, systematically racist place. But but these guys, uh, that's what they really believe. And and they're trying to kind of crab walk away from it now. But uh, they're, they're on the record. Gubernatorial ratio in New York is also getting very, very tight. At one point early on, Hochul had an 18-point lead in some of these polls. It has basically evaporated. It's basically gone, and I think a lot of Zeldin supporters really believe he's got a shot. They would say that months ago, but they really thought in their heart of hearts, not in New York, but I think now we're starting to think, no, he really has a shot. What does which Lowry think? Yeah, no, I, I agree. When we we started talking about this, I was, you know, you're, you're like, watch Zeldin. Could this happen? And I'm like, no, you're crazy, Sid. Not for the first time, you're crazy, Sid. But uh, it's 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 tightened up. It's not a miracle now if he wins. You know, I would still say it's it's less likely than not. But um, if there's any state in America besides California where you can just make the case that you desperately need change because one party has ruled everything and destroyed uh, the, the state almost in every almost in, in more ways than you can enumerate it's New York uh, so New York desperately needs Zel- Lee Zeldin we'll see if see if uh, it happens you know maybe 40 percent chance Rich Lowry National Review joining us as he does every Monday it's a great conversation always so not a good day for the Bidens yesterday which Jill Dr. Jill was at the Eagles game last night in her hometown of Philadelphia and got booed more loudly than Kathy Hochul got booed at the Ranger game last year. It was brutal. It was brutal. And then her husband, he's in an ice cream shop, as Bernie would say, the imbecile in the White House, and he's telling everybody the economy is strong when inflation is still 8.2% and people's 401Ks are disappearing by the second. Not a good day for the Bidens. Yeah, so being the first lady takes it to a whole new level. <laughs> yeah, you're used to politicians and presidents being booed, yeah. but a first lady that that's, that speaks to some. Oh, well, well, by the way, there. by the way, they, they did not treat Melania very nicely either. Let's be honest. No, that's 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 I mean, true. Could you, I mean, you, don't forget this: Jill Biden has been on the cover of a Glamour magazine, but not Melania. How does yeah, that make no, any sense? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that never made any sense. Um, you know, but of course, the only politician to get warmly greeted at sports events was Rudy Giuliani. You know, yeah, we all remember the yeah. 2001. Every single time the camera panned to him, you yeah. know, p- people would spontaneously applaud. But the problem Biden has, he can't tell the truth about the economy because if he tells the truth, it's a self-indictment. So therefore, he has to give us this happy talk that seems out of touch. So it's a catch-22. There's just nothing good to say when it's 8.2 percent. And inflation and their signs the economy could be slowing and the Fed is going to have to slam the brakes 
on the economy is just it's just bad all around. And, and even if you had a really adept politician, he or she'd have trouble dealing with it. And Joe Biden is not an adept politician. So all those January 6th hearings, all that nonsense, theatrical television, which amounts to nothing but a subpoena, which will take the fifth and then we'll win in, in November and it'll be gone. But the fact that Nancy Pelosi says on that day, I want to punch. This is verbatim. I want to punch Donald Trump right across the face. How does she get away with that? How does she get away with that? Tell me, Rich. How does she get away with the flip phone? <laughs> I mean, that brought back memories. I, I was I was a hold on flip phones. I'm not an early technology adopter. But how, how do you still ha- – are you allowed? I didn't know you were allowed. I guess it's – it is an elderly thing. My mom, yes. when she got a little, little old and had trouble dealing with things, we, we got her we got her a flip phone. So I don't know. Maybe that's why Pelosi has it, but <laughs> I still can't get over it. Oh, that is funny. I want to ask you about Anthony Fauci. He was on with Jonathan Carl yesterday, kind of his exit interview. And, man, he took uh, zero accountability. He talked about the mask. Well, it was a misunderstanding. He said he never said kids shouldn't be in schools. Every question thrown at him, yeah. he basically said, was it my fault? Wait, 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 wait a second. All of it was his fault. What am I missing? Yeah, well, you know, he's he's playing on technicalities. He sure maybe, you know, I haven't looked back at the record. Maybe he didn't say schools um, should be closed, but he, he never said loudly they shouldn't be closed, which is what he should have been saying. So, you know, th- this guy, he, he was there for 30 years or whatever it was. He did a, a good job at what his job was prior to becoming the COVID celebrity. And, you know, that that's a great temptation for everyone when the camera wants you and every single cable show and podcast and magazine writer wants to talk to you. And he gave into the temptation. And uh, he, he, he likes to think, you know, he's a symbol of science, but he's a big reason that quote unquote science has been so discredited uh, in the wake of this pandemic. On the way out again, I kind of just ran over Donald Trump, the subpoena. That's what uh, came last week from all those hearings. Liz Cheney's beating her chest. That guy in Tennessee, he's all excited. A subpoena. I mean, these people do realize, of course, that at the end of the day, that's kind of like Letitia James charging Donald Trump civilly and not criminally. What were your thoughts on the finality of that deal last week? I just, I just think they, they, they didn't know how to land the plane with the, the appropriate, in their eyes, uh, theatrical bang. So, so they did this, which is going nowhere. He's not going to testify before Congress. They're not going to have the majority come January, and that's the end of it. Agreed. Hey, listen, uh, you're always great, but on the way out, Yankees, big one tonight. First of all, how do you people – how do you people boo Aaron Judge? I know he struck out four times. What are you doing? The guy had 62 home. What kind of fans are these Yankee fans? But, uh, <laughs> I mean, that was awful. That was uh, it's like Eagle fans do stuff like that. But uh, what about tonight's game? What do you expect? Well, unfortunately, I disagree with Joe. And, and by the way, let me say, when did Justin become this, like, rock star sports reader? I mean, it's it's smooth as, as butter. Beca- you know, I thought Justin was just the guy who texted me to make sure I'm awake on Tuesday mornings. Became what? A rock star? Do you listen to these sports reads? Yeah, well, what happened was was my voice is on the show too much. I'm hosting the show. I'm doing every commercial on the show, even when Bernie was here, quite frankly. So we decided let's give some of these young kids a chance to show off some of their talent. And uh, Alec, like you said, happens to be pretty good at it. So, yes, he is. Yeah, well, on his way to becoming a star. You're making a star, star. Sid. I'm just yeah. warning you. You're making a star. I, I texted him last week when I heard it. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Wow. Um, I, I'm going to say Cleveland. It just uh, feels like the, you know, the bounces are going their way. And just one of those 
uh, series, and on it, we're going to have trouble covering nine innings, I think, with the competent arms. I hope I'm wrong, um, but unless we score seven or eight runs, I'm not going to feel comfortable. Wow. So you, you, yeah. you love the Yankees, you love them, but you're being honest here, and you think they, they're going to lose tonight. I, you know, I don't know, but that, if I had to bet, that's what I'd bet. Wow. Okay. We will uh, call you tomorrow if the Yankees win. <laughs> As always, uh, Rich, and by the way, Chuck Todd just texted me, and he said, and I quote, tell Rich Lowry, I say hello. Enjoy your <laughs> oh, Monday. You're such a great right. guest and a terrific guy. Thank you. Have a great week. You too. There he is, folks, the editor of the National Review, Politico, NBC Sports. I can't think of a better guy to wrap up your political weekend than Rich Lowry, who does it every week on the Bernie and Sid